love it. And it is just beautiful to me, especially to see a black woman in the space. Because, like, I look forward to the day that we don't have to say that. Yes. to welcome to welcome 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 to welcome to welcome to welcome 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 to the multifaceted show the multifaceted show the ma 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 multifaceted show welcome back to another episode of the multifaceted show we are already going into the month of February. Can you believe that? Like, hold on. Wait a second. Yes, hold on. When did that happen? What? For Black History Month, we will be highlighting amazing Black-owned businesses, moms that are just out here kicking butt and taking names. And I mean... Our show is a space for black and brown moms. So, of course, we have plenty um, that we are highlighting. But just generally sharing the good word (laughs) about um, woman-owned, black-owned businesses. But also, I want to recognize and acknowledge our allies as well. Being... A black woman in today's world. And it's like, I can't even say today's world, just period. All of the things that our ancestors went through, all of the things that we went through. I'm so grateful that they fought for us to be able to have the ways that we do now. For us to be able to make the table forget sitting at someone else's right like for us to have so much power where our allies come in um to the people that aren't black and of color that decide to stand up and say this isn't right and not on my watch is so special I am going to also include an episode on a podcast where I share about a woman that I worked for um, when I was younger. I took care of her children and me and Julia's father and one of his friends were racially profiled and they had no idea (laughs) who I was, what was what, but... I mean, it it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, literally. When all someone sees is the color of your skin, that's all they see. So I'm going to be highlighting some amazing women, some amazing allies, and we're also going to be diving into sharing amazing stories. I'm so grateful and happy for um, 
this show and I am able to sit down with some of my favorite women ever. I get to sit with them, me and Julia Grace get to record with them, so I can't wait to share that with you guys, but I am going to highlight some of our allies and really start there. I can't believe we are entering February. (laughs) It's crazy, but also exciting. Like, yes, 2022. What's good with you? No, but really... Um, it's amazing. I'm exciting. I'm excited. I'm not exciting. Y'all, okay. <laughs> um, this show is a beautiful space and let's keep it pretty. <laughs> let's get into some snippets from Amazing Allies. And expect more episodes because the frequency is going up, up, up. If it's up, then it's... I don't own that song, y'all. I wasn't going to sing the whole thing because that's Cardi. You know, that's that's her. Okay, that's all her. But, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, we are definitely sharing more because these stories need to be heard. And when the podcast episode that I'm featured in comes out, it will be published on the Mati Faceted Show as well. And that woman, the um, podcast creator, Mary, she is a good friend and amazing ally. And she dares to be brave enough to ask those hard questions. But they matter so much. So I'm grateful for women like her, women like me, moms out here doing it and showing people that we get to kick butt and take names. And we ain't no statistic, baby. Okay? We ain't no statistic. (laughs) We are us. And there's so much value in that. I love you so much. Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Ma 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 Multifaceted Show. So and uh, so I did, and and uh, yeah. So don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And and there's always somebody to talk to. There's you know there's always somebody who was in your shoes that you can connect to. Hopefully you know. And now we, geez, now it's social media. We have the internet. We have everything. I mean, go find a Facebook group. There's something for everybody. You know, just connect literally. with people. There is literally something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. If you're feeling alone, just search it up. Just search. Be like, oh my God, am I the only one in the world that likes to wear only red socks? No, I bet there's a group on Facebook. Right. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. There is a group for everything. Like, (laughs) this is not even a lie. I know. No lies here. (laughs) I know. So you're never alone. You're just never.
never. And you know, when you're when you're sitting there with this choice, it's like I, again, I said it's it's empowering. You know, you kind of wake up that next day like, oh my god, I feel like Superman. I am gonna do this. I'm gonna research. I'm gonna do whatever I can. I'm gonna start from the bottom because that's where I know I gotta start from. But the sky right. is the limit, especially in business, especially when you right. own your own business. Your footprint, right? So low waste. So for me, it's really just. When I'm buying a product or not buying a product, um, how can I have less of an impact on the environment? So, for example, you know, when it comes to clothing, especially children, like when a baby comes, you know, I, I touched on this before, when a newborn baby, you know, you're pregnant with your first kid and you don't know what you should buy or not buy, you're bombarded and like marketed that you need all these trinkets and all these things. And it's like, you don't, like you really don't need all the things. And so for me, living low waste was like, how to minimize the waste that I'm accumulating, right? So it starts with the products that I'm buying. So when I'm buying a product, do I need it? Do I really need that product? Like. Is it essential? Do I already have something at home that works just as well? Um, and it's also thinking about if I do buy that product, what kind of waste is it creating? So when I'm buying food, I really try not to buy food that comes in packages because most packages can't be recycled, right? Um, when I'm buying clothing or I'm buying from certain companies, I'm looking for companies that have better packaging. So not be everything wrapped up in plastic because you know this is another whole other topic but like plastic bags really can't be recycled and the problem with plastic bags is they get you know jammed in machines they have you know and it just messes up the whole recycling production so they need to have you know specific machines to recycle plastic so they don't really get recycled so any kind of plastic you know i'm just trying to avoid that to bring down my waste but it's to sit down as a mom and not be overwhelmed and just be like I'm being bombarded and marketed with all these products. Do I really need it for my new more baby? Like to give you an example, um, with my daughter, I found a changing pad. I needed a changing pad. Like that's like a necessity when you have a baby to a certain extent. So they don't pee all over your bed or your floor when you're changing them or they poop their diaper. There's not poop all over your bed, right? Um, so I wanted one and I found one, not a cheap one. Um, I think it was like $100. And it was made of rubber and, you know, there's no formaldehyde, no flame retardants and all that stuff. And then my husband's like, really? $100 for a changing pad? And it might even have been a bit more than that. I was like, yeah. He's just like, seriously? <laughs> like, like, really? And I said to him, I was like, look, we don't need a changing table. Like, what do I need a changing table for? Like, right. and he's like, good, because you'd probably want like a really sustainable one. It would probably cost a lot of money. And the thing was, I compromised. I'm like, I don't need a changing table. I can put a changing pad on a bed. I changed my kids mostly on the floor. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, it's just going to be this thing sitting there. Like, it just, I have a dresser. I can put stuff in a dresser. Like, I didn't need one, right? And so it's making those you know, realizations are just some stuff that you think you need, but you actually really don't. So, you know, for that new mom, it's to really sit down and be like, do I need this product? Or is it just being marketed to me? Because it's like a trinket that could be cool, right? So like a diaper bag, 
I never owned one. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a diaper bag, you know, that's maybe made specific for moms with all the pockets, but you probably have like 5 billion reusable bags at home that would work just as well. So I got into this mindset of once you get into the mindset of living a lower waste lifestyle, you start questioning, do I really need that? And do I have something at home that could serve the same purpose? So for me, I didn't need a diaper bag because all it is is a bag with some pockets in it. I had like 10 reusable bags at home. Why would I go spend 50, 60 or $100 on something marketed to moms when it's just really a bag? Um, so for those kinds of things, um, I just question what I'm buying. Um, you know, for a new mom, it could be to reduce their waste, could be that they make their own food when they decide to start giving their baby food. Um, instead of buying jar after jar or pouch after pouch, steam some veggies and throw it in a blender. You know what I mean? Like you'll save money at the same time and then you're reducing your waste by not creating waste from all the jars. Again, a lot of busy moms out there, it might not be realistic that they can make their own baby food, but maybe sometimes they can on the weekends. And then when they're in a crunch, they buy it right there. They're still reducing their waste. Um, so yeah, so for me, the low waste is definitely a lifestyle shift. It doesn't happen overnight. It starts with small changes. So for that mom or that busy mom, that's like, wow, that's super overwhelming. Start small. Just every time, you know, you're thinking about buying something, just be like, do I need it? Can I, you know, like, do I need it? Okay. Yeah. My kids want fish sticks. You know, that's what you eat. Or my kids want, my kids want, I don't know, um, a certain snack and it comes in a pouch and you can't recreate it at home because you're too busy. Fine. Buy it. But just having that mindset of questioning, do I really need this? Yes or no. And do I have something at home that could serve the exact same purpose? And third thing is finding products that are sustainably made. So example, I don't know. I was, I buy toothpaste. I make my own toothpaste as well. Um, because when I make my own, it's my own jar and I'm not creating. Oh, I always teach a lot of my clients the one, one, one rule. And this comes down to self-care. So I say one hour a day one day a month and then one week a year. So that means you have to take your vacation one week a year, even if it's a staycation, um, one day a month. So that could be a girl's day, a you day, a you and your partner day, whatever that looks like for you. But one hour a day, even if it's broken up into like two half hour segments, 10 minute segments, um, and then doing something that just makes you feel good, that brings you back to like feeling like your childhood self or your, your, true, your true self of just feeling free. Right. I love it. I love the rule. Oh, my God. <laughs> because it really does put things into perspective, too. Yes. And because you it's an hour a day, you know. Um, I know that <laughs> I did a workshop before talking about, like, how we always use the term, like, I just don't have enough time. But really, that's just a reaction of feeling overwhelmed. And I broke down. So, like a certain scenario and there was like 72 hours left over in this scenario I'm like what are we doing with these leftover 72 hours are we worrying are we overthinking are we trying to perfect 
Um, are we projecting? Like, what are those feelings that are coming up for us within our business that we're not addressing that are showing in the way that we're like behaving in our business or showing up in our business? And it, is that leading to, how cute, is that leading to <laughs> us not being able to convert our offers or convert clients or really network the way that we want to network? I love it because we all get the same amount of Yes. Hours, you know, <laughs> so what you have isn't any different from the person over there who you like admire and they're thriving and like, you're like, okay, how do I get there? Oh my gosh, but I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. It is just like a symptom of overwhelm. Like you feel like it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. So just finding that time to take to yourself and following your rule, Mm -hmm. right? You get this reboot and reset and you get to just feel like you can breathe. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and you know, there's like that accountability that comes into it too. Like we have to hold ourselves accountable, not just our clients, not just the people that we come across, uh, but setting those clear boundaries and really holding ourselves accountable and other people accountable. Um, and then we know as moms, it's so difficult to ask for help. We're like, no, we're cool. I got it. Like I may be drowning looking like a hot mess <laughs> express, but I, I got it. Like I got it. I promise. Um, but as Sometimes it's so difficult for us as moms to ask for help because um, in the motherhood space, there is so there is some mom shame. You know, there is there is that stuff that happens where we feel like we're there's not a safe space for us to talk. So asking for help when we're feeling overwhelmed also. And then that's where it shows up in your business where. Are you at that point where you need to start building a team? Do you need to ask for help? Do you need to outsource? What like what's that looking like for you in your business? Because for me, I look at it like this. My husband before the pandemic worked a nine to five and it was hard. He had to stand on his feet all day. He chased animals around all day. When he got home, he was exhausted. So when the kids are like, dad, let's go outside and play this or dad, let's go do that. Sometimes he would have to say no because his knees bothered him or something to that extent. And that's tough as a parent to say no. Yeah. It really is. Like I've had my husband get really like choked up because he had to say no because he just couldn't. His legs were in pain. But for me as a stay-at-home mom, like I could sit here and color with my daughter while we're doing the podcast. I can sit here and color with my daughter while I'm working on Sensi, or I can sit here and paint rocks with my oldest daughter while I'm working. I can watch a movie with my kids while I'm sitting next to my phone, scheduling posts to post throughout the rest of the day. It has definitely been more of a free time for me because I'm able to do so much more with my kids now than I was able to when I worked all those hours that it's given me a better relationship with my kids that no money could ever buy. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That is so amazing. That is one of the main reasons why a lot of moms look into getting into business for themselves, no matter what kind of business simply because of the freedom and the option to be able to show up for their children. And some moms don't really have other people, you know, to be there for their children or like, you know, other options. 
So Absolutely. And is... I know that just for that reason alone, that for me, when I was given that chance to do this for free, like no money up front, two for three months, if it doesn't work for you, no hard feelings that every time I'm, I'm available to give somebody the same offer I was given four years ago, I'm always posting about it to any mom that. that, you know, wants to start something on their own. I have something for free to get you started. This is what you get. And I always offer that because I always try to send the blessing forward with my director, my sponsor. She gave me a blessing that I could never thank her enough for. And there's been plenty of times where I've called her crying because if it wasn't for that offer she gave me, I would not be where I am right now. Not just as a mom, but with a relationship with my kids. Not saying I didn't have one before, but our relationship. No, yeah. Over it, the last three years. Yeah, of course. That has so I'm always trying shifted. to give that back to someone. I'm always trying to say, hey, listen, I have a free kit. If you'd like to join Sensi, I'm, I'm, I'll be by your side the whole way. Like, I will hold your hand. We will do this together. I'm not going to just let you join this and then, and then kind of leave you out to the wolves. I'll be right there next to you. And, I love it. And I, and I try to offer that at least three times a month, at least three times a month. As a matter of fact, That's I have so beautiful. Right All of these episodes were so special to me and these are all from the beginning stages of the Mati Faceted Show. So, <laughs> I mean, this is super special and I'm so grateful that I get to put this out into the world for you to hear and to highlight these women. The episode starts with the co-founder B. Dixon of Honey Pot. There was a part of the episode where I acknowledged that a black woman, you know, was behind the magic that is Honeypot. Like, y'all, first of all, talking to all the women, all the mamas, if you haven't tried Honeypot, please do. That tingly sensation will change your life. But, um... (laughs) She then responded and said that she couldn't wait for the day where we didn't have to say that. And it resonated so deeply with my soul because it's like, oh, yes, right? Like, I can't wait for that day either. So here we are. (laughs) And we are acknowledging our allies. We are acknowledging amazing Black woman-owned businesses and that was the perfect way to kick off the episode so go ahead check out honeypot check out stila creative check out stephanie morham i'm going to make sure and andrea caputo um Checking out Lindsay. I mean, these are amazing businesses. These women are beautiful people. And 
I am so grateful that the Mati Faceted Show is the space where I got to build and cultivate friendship with allies who also align with me. Like me and Stephanie bonded over this topic in a sense, you know, um, understanding and being an ally and what that looks like, but also jars because jar collectors stand up. And Ashley, given the 111 rule, ever since she said it, I have followed it. I have had to adjust it for myself, but I always, always, always recommend it for moms. Me and Lindsay bonding over the fact that like, hey, I don't want to have to worry, right, about what I'm exposing my child to because mm, if I just quit the toxins, there's nothing to worry about. Knowing that I live a non-toxic lifestyle and I'm not going to dish something out that is harmful to the body and to our children, it's a beautiful experience. <laughs> and then Andrea, I mean, she is amazing. Her spirit, her energy, her personality, and us being able to connect about coming out of working in school systems and the injustices that teachers face, the lack of resources, lack of items for children, and you love them, so you do it anyway, and you figure it out, but it still is not fair to the actual teacher. Thank you for sitting down with me, listening to another episode of the Multifaceted Show. Me and Julia Grace appreciate and love you. We are so excited for what February has in store.